Hey, welcome back to the Measure Twice Planners podcast. During this episode, I share my opinion about an often overlooked part of the financial planning process, data gathering, including examples of how I go beyond the numbers when reviewing financial documents. I recorded this episode seven months after launching my advice-only financial planning firm, Measure Twice Financial. Today's episode answers the question, how do you get families to share their financial information, and how do you approach the data gathering process? Although many advisors and clients view data gathering as this tedious, merely transactional exercise, kind of like homework for adults, I actually believe it's the most underappreciated part of the financial planning process. Many advisors offload the review of financial documents to other paraplanners or skip most of it altogether, assuming it's not the best use of their time, but I strongly disagree. The review and organization of quantitative financial information is such a valuable opportunity to learn more about the families we serve. These documents tell a unique story and reveal some of the best questions to ask when developing a financial plan and, more importantly, a planning relationship. I believe and hope the future of the financial planning industry will shift even more from a transactional exchange with traditional advice to a focus on collaboration and customized education. When I request that clients share financial documents and connect accounts using our online dashboard, I intentionally say, I am so excited to learn more about your family through the review of your financial information. And I don't just say this as a strategy to convince them to share the requested data. Instead, this excitement to understand their family's information comes from a place of authentic curiosity. We must understand where we are before determining where to go or how to get there. Before providing any education or advice in the client's best interest, I first need to understand their comprehensive financial ecosystem and their family's unique values and desired outcomes. Going beyond the legal requirements as a fiduciary, it just isn't possible to provide the best advice without a complete understanding of the client's financial situation, both quantitative and qualitative. I believe that financial documents tell a story about a family, and I will share a few examples of how I specifically review them to discover opportunities for deeper client conversations. Starting with the tax return, we understand that nearly every movement of money has a tax consequence. But going beyond the numbers, I can also find opportunities to learn more about their children, which financial institutions they prefer, the stories behind their favorite qualified charities, and even observe the distance between their home, work, school, and daycare. Moving to estate planning, although I'm not a licensed attorney, I can still review drafted estate documents to better understand family relationships. Clients might initially think I want to review the will just to find out who gets what upon death, but I specifically enjoy visualizing their family tree. Powers of attorney and advanced healthcare directives are so valuable since they often include the home addresses of the designated agents. These addresses provide insights about family location and future relocation and can provide a natural gateway to deeper conversations about parents, siblings, and children. In my recent Measure Twice Money article showing how to review a real mortgage statement, I described the importance of thinking about money in terms of time. Reviewing debt repayment periods is a unique way to break the ice when discussing age and other time-sensitive planning objectives, such as long-term care funding and income flexibility in retirement. One of my favorite documents is the Social Security Statement, going beyond the benefit estimates, which are likely incorrect. Since the statement shows the client's date of birth and their earnings history, Its review can lead to personalized inquiries such as, Hey Susan, I noticed on your social security statement that you started working when you were only 15 years old and you earned over $3,000 that year. Wow, what was your first job? 
Whether Susan loved or hated her first job, her face lights up because she was never asked this question before, and these vivid memories are coming through. Find ways to ask questions like this that only apply to a specific person, rather than asking general questions like, what was your experience with money as a child? Asking customized questions can lead to even deeper conversations about money mindsets and the natural arc of compensation over time. My favorite social security moment was noticing that a husband had one empty year with no income. When I asked him about that specific year, he was honored to tell me it was when they adopted their first child, and he chose to stop working to spend more time at home to support his wife and newborn. It was such an incredible story that I likely would not have heard otherwise. Again, authentic curiosity is the key to developing closer relationships. How can you ask more questions that only apply to that person in the meeting? The best way to show someone that you care about them is to actually care about them. When you genuinely care about the families you serve, you will naturally spend more time doing the right work that makes the most difference and actually puts the personal back in personal finance. During the data gathering process, clients usually share between 40 and 50 documents across dozens of topic areas, all within less than a week. There are two reasons this occurs quickly and without much stress. The first is that I specifically serve do-it-yourself DIY investors who have more awareness of their financial situation than the average family. Secondly, I use collaborative language and tell families how much I enjoy this process, intentionally as a way to learn more about their family. Also, the output of a financial plan is only as good as the input, and I describe my data gathering checklist as everything in your life with a number on it. For values, I don't hide any planning information or the traditionally behind-the-scenes processes from clients. I want to encourage and reiterate the financial planning engagement as a collaborative process. If you'd like to download my data gathering checklist, see how I review dozens of real financial documents, and discover unique opportunities for deeper client conversations, consider becoming an official member of Measure Twice Planners with access to my seven-hour video course that shares my entire financial planning process. MeasureTwicePlanners.com includes all of the membership details.